Henshin Inspection presents Going Ultra! This is MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer. Find all my work at mjmunoz.com. Welcome to Going Ultra. Visit mjmunoz.com slash gu for notes and links. And don't forget to subscribe, like, share, and comment to help me grow. SSSS.Dinazanon, episode 2, is entitled... What's your reason for fighting? It originally aired April 9th, 2021. The writer is Keichi Hasegawa. The director, Akira Furukawa. And I have uh, observations. I, I, I dialed in my SSSS um, D um, format. So here we go. I'm debuting this for the fir very first time. Static. What, what was the stuff I didn't like about this episode? Chisei feels out of place. Uh, except for as otaku or loli bait. Uh, it's not my cup of tea. Uh, she did have a cute reaction, though, that I included in the collage, uh, which you're either seeing on the video now, or you can see uh, over at mtmunus.com slash gu, you know, 13, whatever. Uh, anyway, I, you know, I like the, I, well, I like the characters to an extent. It's just how she's framed that really bugs me. Sizzles. This is the, the visual stuff that I really dug. The sakuka, if you want to say. Uh, the kaiju was super cool and allowed for some great team combat. I really liked how they were able to split up. Um, you know, it's funny, you know, Denizenon appeared first as a combined robot or whatever, and then it is the separate ones and there's the different users f uh, of it. And I thought it was interesting that there's, you know, three different people plus Galma, so that's four total, and the kaiju, um, the kaiju crew, whatever they're called, uh... Not kaiju tamers, you know, the people he used to roll with. Um, oh, eugenicists, that's right, kaiju eugenicists. Uh, there's four of them total, so could they pilot a Denazanon thing? Did he steal Denazanon from them? What happened? That, that's kind of uh, some speculation that I'm not supposed to be doing right now, but it just it makes me think that. Anyway, um, I really like how they have toys. I mean, like, the Denazanon figures are literally toys or they look exactly like toys and I expect that when the toys for this show come out they will look exactly like that which is a pretty neat feature um it's just it's an interesting thing to do uh especially in this like you know Trigger and, and Subaru I know that you know this is coming out in a world of of uh you know otaku and you know fans who buy a lot of merchandise and even like uh one of the Ultramans from a few years ago uh, they were actually using the Safubi, the, the vinyl figures of the Ultraman as, I think they called them spark dolls. And, uh, whatever show that was, let me know. Cause I, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm still learning Ultraman stuff. Um, but anyway, like that's just, that's just super cool, super groovy that they just, Hey, here, grab the toy, use that for, you know, for the transformation sequences or whatever. So anyway, um, I like that. Um, and I like how they're using toys here, and then you could probably buy the actual, you know, Dino Rex figure and, you know, Dino Wing and all that stuff, uh, and have them combine. It's, that's just super cool. It's super neat. Um, and I liked, uh, so I, I like the fact that they have the mecha with them as toys, uh, that they have them as, uh, as what? <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. I like that they were training with them. Uh, I like that they can just like phase in and out of the machines. That's really cool. Um, 
And then once Yugomi or once Minami got uh, Yomogi into fighting, uh, things got so good with all the aerial maneuvering that they did. And it was fun that they had like practiced it earlier in the episode. The only thing I have a qualm with, uh, and you know this is a kind of a staticky item, is that he was able to jump, you know, super high in his Dynarex in order to combine with the uh, Dynawing. So uh, that doesn't really make sense for how much harm, you know, how much trouble he was having maneuvering things, um, you know, like with his arms and whatnot. But I don't know, whatever, doesn't really bother me. Uh, the, now we're moving on to the soul section. There was some you know, good stuff going on here. Menominee's connection with her uh, frumpy friend, uh, Galma spending the evening with Yomogi's family, and Minami showing Yomogi the damage from the battle are all well-crafted anchors of humanity. And by that to mean, or by that I say and I mean, uh, that they were moments of human connection. And they show... Not so much a different side. It showed a different side of Minami uh, because she's been so cold and so distant, whatever. And we know she has this friend from the first episode. And it, they seem kind of a mismatch. I, I called her frumpy on purpose because um, the fact that a bunch of people keep asking uh, Yuma and Minami out on dates and whatnot. You know, she's supposed to be attractive. Um, and then the friend, she's got her hair. Just the way her hair and her glasses are. And like she's wearing like an oversized jacket. She kind of reminds me of Naoto. Uh, or Naoto from... Uh, fully coolly like her outfit um like if you mix Nauta with the uh I can't remember the girl's name but anyway um she reminds me of that so um she's obviously she doesn't have the long flowing hair she doesn't have the skirt uh and the you know cute blazer and stuff it's like it's just a totally different look even though they go to the same school and whatever right so to me it means that there's supposed to be this contrast between them and yet the two of them have a connection and it almost makes me think that they kind of have a sisterly connection or that they're kind of that close as friends um and that that's a big deal to Minami and she wants to protect her even though everything else in her life is pretty uh or, or like her home life is not good because of what happened with her sister and how that's affected her and her parents afterwards um she has this and, and she keeps breaking promises to boys, right? But she has this girl who she goes back to and she confides in and she has this relationship with and they're being playful. You know, she's riding piggyback or whatever and then uh, she's running away from her and the girl's taking pictures and like those moments were really like endearing and like charming and sweet and uh, then hanging out with Yomogi's family, it just felt very home-like. And, uh, I mean, they were at home. Uh, but Yomogi's mom was welcoming him, uh, uh, Gama, to stay and like, oh, um, you know, have dinner. I don't want to impose. Oh, sleep over. I don't want to impose. And then he does both, right? Um, but it just felt so warm and inviting. And even uh, you have the contrast of Yomogi saying, like, Mom, how could you just trust this guy to use one of my friends? Um, and I guess, you know, presumably to let him come in and go to the you know, joining me in the bath or whatever, um, which that's kind of funny. Like, hey, Mrs. So-and-so, I, I want to go get in the bath with your son. <laughs> I guess it's a, a different culture thing, huh? Um, it uh, it never freaked me out when I was watching Kiva, but I just thought like, oh, that's that's a different culture, isn't it? Um, anyway, but like, he, like Galma is, he's this weird character. He's got the pink hair, he's got the scars. He, I don't know where he's from. He's very, you know, extra with his clothes. They're unearthly. Um, but like, he has a human connection with, uh, with Yomogi's family. And he's shown, like, very human traits, like, uh, being mad that Minami didn't, you know, keep her promise to Yomogi in episode one and things like that. But, like, going over and, like, oh, I don't want to impose, but then imposing. Like, just very human. Like, he has a reason he wants to, you know, fight the kaiju to protect the city. Uh, I'm like, he's oriented to that anyway, but, like, even more so. There's a nice lady who, you know, made him dinner and who invited him to stay over. And there's, you know, the nice grandma who was falling asleep at the table and stuff. Um... 
So like that's all I don't know. It's all very warm and endearing and and really lovely. And then uh, like I said, Banami showing Yamogi the the you know the damage that was caused in the city. Uh, it was a lot of damage. I'm I'm surprised that they didn't pull back. You know in in um. In Gridman, SSSS.Gridman, they were able to pull back on the damage, and it served a certain purpose. Now here, uh, in episode two, by the end of it, you know, we protected it is the the title of this episode. Uh, it's it's the uh, the quote on the on the on the thumbnail, and it's kind of an interesting point to me that they did protect the city, and it's because they failed to protect it previously, but they protected it this time and didn't cause as much damage. Although a building did get knocked down. A building did get knocked down, so that's not good. So I almost wonder if they'll edge into having the kaiju be less damaging, but it's just interesting. The kaiju battles are always so destructive. Even uh, watching Ultraman Z, like, man, those kaiju fights are, are tough. They, you know, Unless they're in the countryside, uh, they're you know destroying buildings and stuff. That is not good. Even uh, the last one I watched, uh, a building got stabbed through. <laughs> um, and then the... Uh, the kaiju got stuck, uh, his sword got stuck, uh, in it for a minute, so, um, but, you know, that's real damage, ostensibly, uh, but it's just, it's in these spectacular fights, and it's, it's so fun to watch that it's, uh, I don't know, you kind of divorce yourself from it, and you know it's fiction, so it's kind of makes it okay, but they're kind of making the point that it isn't okay that this damage is happening in the show, and I kind of like that. Uh, moving on to speculation. I expect, mm, I'm not going as, I'm not, anyway, uh, I expect that uh, we'll see more training uh, for Yamogi. Uh, hopefully we'll get some focus with him uh, doing some super cool stuff at Dynarex. I hope Gamma will uh, give a little background on himself and his crew, the, the kaiju uh, eugenicists. And uh, yeah, I'd like to see that. Um, I also might expect for them to get into, like I was referring to earlier, like not letting the city get damaged. That would be pretty cool to see them really trying to protect the city from damage and maybe even if they can more proactively search out kaiju and stop them um, from damaging things just as they're you know going wild or whatever. Uh, and it strikes me as interesting that the uh, kaiju eugenicists were able to find the kaiju. Uh, you know, people were taking pictures of it and stuff. They're like, are they observing microblogs? Are they following people? So, like, do they have some sense for tracking them down, uh, either innate or technological? I'd be interested to know that. Um, I'm hoping we'll get a little more from them. Uh, and like I said, a little more background on them from, you know, Gamma's perspective would be good. Uh, and then, uh, I have kind of questions to, to bring up. Um, and these are less things that I'm going to go into because I went as long as I went and more things that I would love for people to, um, to, uh, respond to and, and answer for me. Uh, so question one, why is Yomogi holding back? Question two, why are Minami... Kuyomi and Chisei leaning into Dinazanon. And I know that Chisei isn't actually piloting yet. I suspect she might. Um, but she's definitely there for it. She thinks it's cool. She's into it. Uh, and then is Gamma's scar a Roman numeral four? It's like an I and a V. Or maybe it's a six, a V and an I, right? If so, what does that mean? Does it mean something significant? The fact that he, like, would he have been the fifth member of the... Uh -huh, Kaiju eugenicists, would he have been the fourth member and then he got kicked out? Is there one more person and then he's supposed to be the sixth member, like a sixth ranger sort of thing? I, I don't know. I'm wondering about that. Um, so I would love to hear some feedback on that. I'd love to hear comments from y'all uh, about that because I want to know, why do you think he's holding back? Why do you think the other three are so into it? And uh, what's the deal with the scar? And maybe we'll get an answer to that next episode. We could, you never know. Uh, so anyway, with all that being said, I am going to go ahead and get out of here. I'm going to ask that you 
go over to mpmonios.com gu that you check out my, uh, so that's the page for Going Ultra, that you check out my uh, analyses of not only Ultraman Z, but of Denazanon, uh episode one as well. And that you see, check out my writing. I've got a tokusatsu-inspired children's book that I'm writing, and I'm kind of writing it in public. It's over there on the blog. Uh, it's called Ava and the Glowbug or Growbug. It should be Glowbug, but I started out calling it Growbug. Anyway, you can find that out uh, there and uh, check it out. I have a brainstorming session. I have a um, a draft, an outline, an outline and a draft part one, and I'm going to be working on draft part two today. I don't know when that'll be out, but look for it. Um, anyway, uh, I'm going to remind you that you don't need to shout henshin to be a hero, and I'm going to leave you with peace and blessings. This is MJ signing out.